Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. Swooping last week. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin, Sideline to Sideline, the week three edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing, Power Plus Mouth Guard, Small Town Society, Oktoberfest for Munster. And we love all of our sponsors, but boy, woo. Well, we'll get into it, of course, when we get into the review section. But I, I got to say, I, I practiced for Oktoberfest. On a Saturday before the Texas game, by the way. How'd you do? Did you do good? You're trying I, to do I the Stein well. hoisting I, competition? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, drank, uh, I drank my Oktoberfest, uh, spot in Oktoberfest out of a boot. Oh, did, you did the Dust boot, eh? Yeah, oh, okay. three, or four to- three or four of them, and the other, like, 18 were just out of the bottle. I've got to tell you this. Um, uh, so I go over to Noe's, intern Noe, host, co-host of our Cowboys in College show, Out Drink the Coverage. Mm-hmm. He, Thanks for inviting me on that. We did. You were busy. Um, he when? Sunday. He I wasn't. I'm just was, sitting here waiting for you to <laughs> in the studio. Text me, hey, call in. You know, it was really weird because you were sitting here in the studio, and, and you know, and me and Jenny walked by. We're like, all right, see you later, buddy. <laughs> but uh, he outdrank the coverage so much uh-huh. that by halftime of the Cowboy game, yeah. he was asleep. Oh, awesome! I mean, I I was remember it, the time he peed in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he peed in the back room of the old studio in uh, Frisco. Uh, uh, I knew somebody that peed in the dryer once, three or four times now. Aren't aren't you on there? I mean, whoever it is you're talking about, yeah. who I was talking about. Uh, if you see right here uh we want to thank uh small town society of course they're sponsoring the show we really appreciate that they're also sponsoring the franklin but they sent us some great swag yeah you got your shirt uh i love yours i love them all all three of them that we got and there you go breaking the the, man don't mess with franklin yeah don't mess with franklin send these to jasper texas oh we'll be talking about that one too uh this one i I like and then i'm wearing the here i'll stand up real quick i'm wearing the one that's got the the field on it it's the one i specifically requested i didn't get one of those you got the you got that one you get one trait well you've already what? can you bleach that what and then i want to get it but i want to bleach it first well, well it, no, that might tie dye it you're so weird anyway 
Uh, but yeah, we saw an arse whooping this past week. We'll talk about there, but boy, what Gun- Gunter announced themselves. Not that they needed announcing, but they really announced themselves. Uh, and of course, we'll be talking all the other action from week Tried four. Tried to tell all you fools that Gunner was better. You really this year. did, dude. You, 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 you nailed that 100%, and you saw, almost nailed the I score. Saw a game and a half uh, going back and watching yeah. earlier this year, and I was muy impressed. I, you know, my whole thing was I just really thought that it was who they pl- – not that Gunner was going to be good, but who they played had a right. lot to do with that, but no, uh, it didn't. And, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about – I don't know if I've ever heard these words put together, Newton versus West Orange start shootout. And what a shootout it was, we'll talk about that. Uh, Lorena was in a shootout of their own. Little River Academy, Coach Fannin of Franklin, told us in, at THA, uh, THSCA Coaches School that the one team that he was worried about the most that nobody was talking about in their district was Little River Academy, and here yeah, they the are. Bumblebees 4-0. Yeah, and it looks like their they're quarterback's back. That, they're kind of becoming a known kind of as like Lexton is. Like, that's good quarterbacks go to Little River Academy. And, of course, we'll be previewing uh, these week's game, and Coach X will be checking in, and we'll do all that when we come back right here on the Class 3A version of Sideline to Sideline Week 5, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Helmets don't protect every direction of force. And in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment, like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces off of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the chin, there's nothing to protect that, except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain. Sideline to sideline, the 3A edition brought to you by SI Design and Printing, Power Plus Mouth Guard, Small Town Society, and more. And life goes in cycles. And right now, Gunner is in a top notch cycle as they dispatched of Brock 35 to 12 in a game that was in no way that close. This, I, I can't remember the last time that we've seen two state ranked, highly state ranked teams where one team just physically dominated the other one like this. Two valid teams, not a, a a highly ranked team that turns out not to be good. Brock is still good. Yeah, just I was just so impressed, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this: Gunner just took Brock to a very very dark place, place that Brock's probably and, never and been. Brock could not get out of it. Gunner, you know, I mean, it started defensively. Honestly, I mean, I know as impressive as their offense was, and just how high octane that Gunner offense is. That defense did one hell of a job in bottling up what Brock wanted to do. Yeah, and you know, and I even said last week I, I thought Brock was going to win the game, but I said their offense Brock is trying Brock just doesn't know what they want to do offensively. Um and, and and you saw it early, man, once Gunner kind of figured out what they wanted to or were trying to do, they j- I mean it was it it was 
you know, you, you think about games in your mind. You, you go back and you you remember when it, when like you think I'm trying to think of a, a game like this. I, I can't. I mean, just it, it was like ants to food every time Brock had the ball. Mm, Levin yeah. Gunner hats were playing disciplined yet all still on the ball. I mean, it was just amazing. That dude. defensive front's not over necessarily large, not, not at all small, but they're very quick and and just and they're gap could, shooters. Oh yeah, the, man. That, they they and good luck trying to run wide on Gunner. Yes, good luck trying to run between the tackles. I mean, and good luck trying to throw on them because that back end of the defense is just as good as the front end. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't know, man. Just awe inspiring. Uh, you, you talked about it. Gunner played Gunner Ball, and Gunner Ball is they're gonna they're gonna walk that edge, they're gonna snipe at you, they're gonna talk some things, and you have to be able to respond well. That and you know last year it's not like Brock doesn't know this. I, I thought last year Gunner won that game, but I thought Brock for the most part kind of kept their composure to the point where when we were talking to Ethan Sloan, he was like, "Yeah, we kind of just stopped." talking trash because they were they were getting into it and laughing with us and we realized we we're not really doing it. it wasn't man brock i'll say it they were intimidated yeah For, from that first they snap on they were intimidated they they looked they looked like they were trying to overthink they looked like they were trying to think everything they were doing um i know there was some bad calls or some questionable calls but that didn't matter no, um no. yeah the, the 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 quarterback getting hit and fumble th- that's a good call the hold happened almost bang bang yeah there is no oh well that happened after the fumble that that's not how it works in football a hold's a hold's a hold you know as far as if it happened after the kid had picked it up but that was such a bang bang play um and, and anytime that gunner put brock in a hole gunner or brock just didn't respond i don't know i, I don't it, it's almost hard to to compute this game and to calibrate it because yes gunner is that good but the way brock didn't respond it, it just it, it it confuses me about brock like they just couldn't respond i mean they just couldn't yeah this, this uh, will... I, I think gunner just completely threw him out of their game we haven't even talked about this gunner offense yet with the uh, walker overman wow at quarterback does that not when you see him crouch down that low does that not take you back to say 1992 lake highlands lake highlands stickers yeah. is that right yeah they beat marshall that year crouches yep. down real low to the ground but man this kid can move it, it now i would he say he gutted that that uh, Brock <laughs> defense, and he's already like five seven, and so when he when he shoots down behind that center, it, it allows that that play that that misdirection to work because you can you could literally physically see linebackers for Brock trying to peek. And what happens is when you're a linebacker trying to peek, you lose your form, you get on your tippy toes, and then that center just boom drives you five yards down the field. Yeah, um, and. For all the talk last year where they were trying to figure out how to pass, you can tell he's worked on his passing game because he has a valid passing game. Now, that was his weakness, quotes, last year. It's not a weakness this year. You're no. right, dude. I The state championship game might be re, <laughs> might be the semifinals, Canadian versus Gunner. And I'm going to tell all of 3A, if, they, if that game happens and these two teams are where they're at there compared to where they are now, just go to the game. Even yeah. if your team's in the playoffs, you're, you're going to – this is shaping up to be one of those games you'll talk about for 20 years type of games. I hope it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gunner Canadian last year was a classic. And we uh, all thought that, Gunner was going to walk away with that and, one. Yeah, and, you know, far from it, right? <clears throat> yeah, this year uh, – and I know we're talking way ahead, but, man, I – yeah, I'm That's what we're here down. for. That's right. All right, let's move on to Newton, 58, Westhorn start, 54. Newton's uh, freshman running back, 
KJ Porter scored the game-winning touchdown and the two-point conversion late in the game uh, to to win this game. And then I think uh, Newton uh, forced uh, West Orange Stark uh, offense to turn it over on downs as they were trying to come back with a, just a minute left in the game. So just a, a well-rounded game when it mattered for the Newton defense, but uh, uh, just – what a great win for Newton. Yeah, you know, the one time we don't go, this is a game that we've gone to many, many times, and mm-hmm. we've always enjoyed them, but usually the, the game kind of goes like this. West Orange Stark will jump out, and then they just kind of play, keep away from Newton, kind of wear them down. Th- that wasn't here. As, as It was a point per minute. Uh, it was 14 to 14 at the end of the first quarter. I, I would love to – I need. I, I meant to do this before the show. Uh, I should have went back. I guarantee you they almost topped the combined total we have seen, what, three years of Newton versus West Orange Stark? Yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I, I love it. I love that because the biggest thing that we've talked about with West Orange Stark the last couple of years is, 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 their, is, is their offense. Their offense is so inconsistent. And, and it – Kind of looked like I was watching some of the PNG highlights, and it kind of looked like they figured some things out. They had a couple missed drop, you know, drop passes at the worst time, a bad uh, protection read on a, a key fourth down play that could have kept that game close. Uh, and I know they lost this game, but man, very impressed with them. And for Newton, man, if Newton's scoring fifty, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about Newton. This year, we right? talked about yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about that in the two A show with Mart, where right, you, you know, and Martin Newton kind of had that same. You're not discounting them. You're just maybe you, not. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And again, for all the talk of you know Gunner Canadian, if Newton is sitting on the other side waiting, that's I mean, and I really, really, really wished that Jasper game hadn't got canceled because yeah. I was what Franklin did to Jasper, which we'll talk about. I would really like to have seen what Newton, how that game played out, just to see a little bit of a calibration in comparison. Speaking of, if you want to go ahead and jump there. Yeah, Franklin 29, wow. Jasper 14. A game that both of the uh, both of us uh, picked Jasper in this game, I believe. But Franklin's uh, Jaden Jackson had nothing to do uh, with that as he ran for 150 yards on 15 carries. Uh, Braden Yori, a linebacker, uh, just terrorized that uh, Jasper offense. He had almost eight tackles, uh, and you know, defensively, they just limited what Jasper wanted to do, and they just beat the heck out of him up front uh, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you, you talk about we picked against ja- we picked Jasper. You know, all our the Franklin people that listen that like to give me a hard time because I tend to go against Franklin in these mm-hmm. games. They all agreed though. Like I, I'm not saying that everybody had accepted that this would end the winning streak, but I legitimately think that most of them were like, okay, 35 is a good number, man. We had a good run. We're great. This is a great test. And the thing we forgot about was we talked all week about Franklin's offense versus Jasper's defense. We didn't really talk Franklin's defense against Jasper's offense. And at the end of the day, that's where this game was won. Yeah, Jaden Jackson had 150 yards and all, but it was a pick six for a touchdown for Franklin. Their defense, Jasper actually at times did a decent job stopping Franklin compared to where other people do. But that Franklin defense, man, limiting to Jasper 14. And and I will say for Jasper, if if that's – if there's a weakness going into the playoffs, and I say weakness, when playing the topper teams in 4A, mm-hmm. it is their offense can be really inconsistent. But, man, for Franklin, 
Whew, again, just like Gunner they, and Canadian, they just they just remind you every once in a while with a game like this that, hey, we're Franklin. we still got Jaden Jackson. And, and, these, and these games are four quarters, 12 minutes apiece, yes. and you got to play all of them against us. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to compare and say, hey, look at Yokel, man. Uh, they beat Port Lavaca Calhoun 20-19. to 19. Zach Taylor threw for 194 yards. Xavier Barnett, 85 yards, six catches. Uh, Queon Williams ran for 116 yards. And, you know, it, it, it's it, – been real easy to lose this game after losing that heartbreak broke, breaker to Quero last week where Yoakum felt that, and talking to some Quero fans, felt that Yoakum might have been the better team for most of that game. Yeah. Uh, and, and Port Lavaca this year is not a bad team. No. And, and I mean, I I am as impressed with this win as I am with their loss with Quero last week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're playing a, you know, a slot T team uh, with just has better, you know, bigger numbers than they do. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, a lot like uh, people are not thinking about Newton. There's a lot of people kind of overlooking Yoakum. Oh, yeah. I think, and you, know? you haven't. You have been on Yoakum all year long. And, uh, you know, and that, that one loss that tends to take the shine off of you when really. It, it shouldn't. Oh, right? I don't. And for you and I, it doesn't. Again, that, right. losing forty-one to thirty-five, four on the road to Quero. Quero team who just beat Cal Allen uh, this past week. So we know Quero is Quero. They beat them, but it only went to half. So do you count that? I think they are. I, I read where it was in the third quarter when they had to. I thought it was maybe half. it was half, but we'll talk about that on the four A show. That's a good question. That's actually a good question this year. Again, it's one of those weird years where we're having weather, uh, rain, and stuff affect the time uh, games at the at the weird times. Uh, let's go ahead and talk Little River Academy because, you know, everybody thinks that we're that. I, I even had somebody literally email me ask me if I if I made up the thing about what Mark Fan had said, and, and no. Uh, so at coaches school, you've been coaches are all over, and you're texting, hey, can you? come do an interview he's like i'm over at this booth i'm like let me walk to you and, and bring you over and i just was like you know so what are your thoughts on this district ha 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 easy district you know easy district and all the jokes and he said uh he said i'm gonna tell you what terry little river academy he goes everybody knows everybody else that's good in this district but little river academy is the team that i think is going to make the biggest leap and here they are undefeated. They dominate a, a Salado team 55 to 28. Casey Mraz threw for 221 yards, four touchdowns. Zane Clark, 106 yards receiving. Uh, Cavalli Neely ran for 147 yards. And that to me is the bigger thing. Three headed monster. Three headed monster. And sometimes over the last couple of years, that, that, that run game has abandoned them when they needed it. So far this year, it hasn't. You know, and Salado's not a great team, but they're not a bad. They're a professional 4 8 team, as you want to say, with, with that quarterback. And, and, yeah, that six foot five quarterback. <laughs> We might get to see them again uh, next, not this coming week, but the next week as they play um, Hitchcock again. We're going to do it again? Brian again? On Saturday. So, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we'll go Way. to our Friday game somewhere and then um, head on down to Brian. But uh, we got to go see Academy, too. Oh, we, we do. I, I definitely think we got to work that in. Uh, but, j again, just another great win for them. All right, how about Coleman, 26, Lano, 20? Uh, what a great win for uh, Coleman. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Braden Torres, threw for 232 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran for 60 yards. Uh, Coleman's now 3-1 and one with their only loss, 29-20 to 20, uh, to Mason week one. Yeah, and for Lano, you know – 
tough loss. Uh, you know, the, we knew that they were going to be struggling early. Uh, Coleman's a two A school, but Coleman's a really good two A school, and, and and they're just getting better week to week. We knew Lano was going to struggle early. They lost to Coleman. They lost to Burnett. They beat Gerald. They beat Austin Crockett. Uh, they've got San Antonio Cole this week, and that shouldn't be too big of a game. But it does start district play, and as you and I always talk about, uh, that first week of the season, the first week of district play, th- this is when you can tell the teams that have struggled. Hey, your season starts over, and, and right. you can tell the difference. Just look at the scores across the state this week and the next couple of weeks as district starts and see how many really good teams win, but it might be instead of 35-7, to 7, it's 21-14. to 14. It's because you've got some of these teams that they're restarting their season, so we'll see if that affects Lano. But I, I still think Lano's going to be there. We knew they were young. They only returned two on defense, five on offense, but you've got a quarterback in Briggs Green. I think they're going to be okay with the time the playoffs come around yeah Briggs Green was uh very impressive last year so yes yeah he's you know they're they're gonna they're gonna be fine uh how about the shootout of La Vega 49 Lorena 42 pretty good showing though for Lorena Look, oh yeah uh, uh Braylon Henry ran for 201 yards on 14 care or 24 carries uh Caden Roberts the quarterback uh, another efficient game 8 of 16 for 129 yards passing and 123 yard or 125 yards on 13 keepers. This Caden Roberts is rounding into form. Well, and as uh, we, we were told by Lindy Wood, you know, Porter hasn't played basically since we saw him. Right. So for the spring. Yeah. Right? So yeah. still putting up 42. And again, it is weird to see La Vega. This is La Vega this year. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to outscore teams. And they're like, it's like you put them in the worst district for that. For them, for us, it's most exciting because it is good. It's fun to see La Vega, La Vega actually able to score. But, man, they're just in a district where they're going to have to keep scoring. For Lorena, I'm like you, they look fine. This was You knew these games were going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You knew it, it, that you're not worried about the non-district. If yeah, you're Lorena's around. played one of the tougher schedules yes. in the state. Yep. All right, <clears throat> center 28, Dangerfield 21. A um, little bit lower scoring than I thought. Yeah, well, you know, we've been told so many things about Dangerfield's quarterback, that he's playing, that he's not playing, that he's out for the year, that he's not out for the year. He didn't play in this game, and, and I got to watch a little bit of that. By the way, you can watch center football on any TSN on YouTube, our, our East Texas partner. Impressive offensively. Very impressive offense. I'll tell you what, very impressed with Dangerfield defensively at times. I oh, yeah. really thought when they, you know, when they were saying, like, yeah, their quarterbacks, I kind of thought, okay, center might end up stretching this out like I thought more like 44 to 21 uh, but that defense played well center had a big like 75 yard run late in the game that's what broke it open but I, I think with everything that's happened around Dangerfield with their quarterback whether he's playing or not just having to deal with a, a, a starter in a car wreck you know just such yeah. a random thing I think the program that can cause a distraction for yes, sure right and, and especially with all the wild rumors and stuff I think for a program that at times loses focus I felt watching them they played a really solid game and there's no shame losing to a center team that they're not going to beat Carthage in that district but I think they they're going to put up some points against other teams and might be a two three round team in the playoffs yeah could be all right uh Toller 41 Comanche 18 Comanche was riding high undefeated defense and all but shut everybody down and then Toller rolls up 41 on them so uh not a horrible loss for Comanche but I was kind of looking for a little bit more from them. Look, th- this is why when, you know, and, and we love it. We're not complaining, but when, beginning of the year when some of these teams that start out like 3-0 and stuff, we, we'll we'll take a look and then we'll look at their schedule and we'll go, 
Let, let's see. Let's see what happens when they play opponent A. And that's what happened this week. Comanche came into this game. They'd only given up eight total points on the year. Uh, they were averaging 55 points a game. And it was against Bangs, Brady, and Early. Now, Early, we thought was going to be better, and they've really, really struggled. Yeah, they have. Uh, but, yeah, th- this just shows me that Comanche is still a little ways away uh, from being what they think they need. Because, I mean, you, you look at last year, they literally lost this game almost by the exact same score. Mm-hmm. It was 45-14 last year. It was 41-18 this year. Uh, thing is for them is they st- – give them credit for this because they're in a district where I don't think they're going to really be challenged. Jacksboro, maybe. Millsap is too young. By the way, you can hear the Millsap show here. The Jacksboro game would be interesting. Jacksboro's yeah, a lot better than what a lot of people – Oh, yeah, the, the Tigers on the year are 4-0. Uh, they beat Boyd and Peaster, uh, shut out Cisco. They beat Breckenridge. So, I mean, they're playing maybe not great teams, but they're, they're playing programs that aren't bad. Boyd can score with anybody. Boyd just can't stop anybody this year. Uh, but, yeah, so I a little bit of a step back for Comanche, but they still have plenty of time to figure it out. But if this is something that it, you just go, okay, maybe they haven't fixed what they thought they were going to fix. All right, Holiday 24, Childress 14. No shock in that one, right? No, but I, I, I was when we did the holiday show. It's already up. You can find it s2sport.com. Uh, I, I think for Coach Atwood though, this was important because Jim Ned a couple weeks ago pushed them around, mm-hmm. and and he said that on the show, and he said I want, and he issued a challenge. I want to see how my players, my defense responds, and from that moment, what was whoa, that? <laughs> intern Noe, <laughs> and from that moment on, uh, they hadn't given up a point through a game in almost three and a half quarters. Childers put up two touchdowns late. The score looks a lot closer than it really was. Um, hey Noe, well, he, he, it's text it's not him like in the room or anything voice to text hi noe don't say that out loud oh (laughs) but yeah so i I was really impressed with this win childress is is not a bad team and and holiday trying to figure some things out in the new offensive scheme they're going to rely on that defense and i think that's a good answer back game for them after that jim ned game a couple weeks ago speaking of noe did you uh, see where my fantasy football team had 98 points and you're gonna lose dude you need to score at least 120 in our league When's the I, – like I told knowing when's the last time you've ever seen a team score 90-plus and lose. It, it doesn't like work. Like David Klingler's Houston Cougars. <laughs> Houston <man>. days. <laughs> 98 points. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, uh, look oh, – go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Jim Ned, man. You know, we got news last week that their starting quarterback had tore his ACL and he was going to be out for the rest of the year. Uh, new quarterback Dean Guffey steps in, throws for 201 yards, 8 of 13 with a pair of touchdowns. Carter Wood had six receptions for 161 yards. And let's be fair, that run game at Carter Wood at wide receiver is going to make quarterbacks look good. But I, this is goes to that next man up. And, and this is one of those things, you know, we talked about Jim Ned. They're all, they've been beat up, it seems like, for the last four years. One of the positives is is the next man up is a real thing. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying Guffey's going to do this all year long, but – I think that's a great start for your backup quarterback who's now going to be your full-time quarterback. Oh, yeah. Got it done against this Rockdale defense. It was, what, 38-12, to 12, Jim yep. Ned over Rockdale. All right, Tatum, 44, West Rust, 20. Uh, that was just kind of a quick hitter. Well, I, I do want to bring up, you know, uh-huh. we think of Tatum with Coach Keeling coming from Wascombe, and you think of that power and you think of that wing-T hybrid offense. Yeah, yeah. Cole Watson's throwing the ball and, and – touchdowns and I mean yeah th- that's a new facet to this offense uh, and also I know Wes Grusk is down but for Tatum to hold somebody to 20 points that's a, where we saw them at the beginning of the year now they got a tough one this week against Lumberton yeah Lumberton again that was a high scoring affair last like 48 year. 44 or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I said, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was done. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they... Boy, you abruptly, <laughs> you don't tell off. Dude, that one. We've been, we've been together uh, doing this show for 16 years. Usually I know when you're about you to You know end, what the problem just, is, right? Dude, you, know, just, you know what the problem is? I'm waiting. No, no. The, the problem is, is because you've been sick and because you have a big day this weekend, you're having to... to, to Two eye infections. It's dry January for you on a Tuesday when you're recording, and, and you're doing great. But I can tell you're not you're not jumping in like you normally do, ready to break down the Tatum three deep chart and everything. Got too much blood in my alcohol stream, I guess. All right, San Antonio Piper fifty seven, Hallettsville twenty eight. Boy, this how that kind of ends a run that Hallettsville had has had this year so far. Uh, you know they've kind of been uh, very impressive, but I think Piper's pretty good little. Yeah, private school teams. You so. and I, we, we keep telling people when you get private schools looking to play public schools, they're usually feeling pretty good about themselves. They got another one this week. They're going to take on uh, San Antonio Central Catholic uh, and then Cypress Community Christian. So if Hallettsville can win they those. They're playing God every week. <laughs> well, How say, are you going to win those? If they win those two, I think they qualify for the TAPS playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Belleville, 56, Cameron. We call this twenty-two. Cameron now one and three. Tough schedule, though. Tough schedule. I, I have no problem with them losing, um, but but we talked about it. Their issue is defense. Yeah, they just, especially if you run the ball. Yoakum scored forty-one on them. Conley scored fifty-nine on them. Belleville scored fifty-six. And you don't want to show up against Belleville with a weak defense. Well, and you also don't want to show up against Lorena, who they've got this week. With and yeah. and this is the problem for Yo. Is that on the uh, preview? If run not, what we can run it through. If, we, if it's no, it not, is. Okay. I figured. It would be. You're pretty good at that kind of stuff. Thank you. Thank uh, I mean, you. honestly, we could do our whole preview show for the next five weeks in just 11-3-8 Division One, and it would take up the, the you show. You want to do that? Yeah, let's just, just until the playoffs. Just until the playoffs. See if anybody catches it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that Franklin's all over the place. But, uh, yeah, Yo's issue is going to be – I mean, if Little River Academy is as good as people are saying – and then you're going to assume that Lorena is going to be and Franklin's going to be. All of a sudden, that window for a playoff spot for Cameron shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And, 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 and you look at a team like Troy. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, They lost to Whitney by seven points. They were competitive in that. They beat Lexington. They beat Rogers. They beat that community Christian that Alexville's playing. They start off district with McGregor. So, I mean, Yo is looking at a team that I think everybody was calling maybe a dark horse, maybe a a team that could survive the region if there's a lot of bloodshed. But they've got to make the playoffs first. Yeah, they do. But I will – I'll consider them a dark horse because when you have an offense like that that can score – Yep. You, that, that always gives you a shot. Yeah, doesn't no, make I, you a favorite, but it does make you a dark horse. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Oh, now uh, you're just here doing we it go. Purpose. Now you're just no, doing it. No, I mean, we're done. You is see, that it? everything All is right, done. that is. Oh, good God. Son of a. Maybe that... I need to go get the bottle. <laughs> yeah, when, when we come back on the video, there's going to be a big bottle in front. <laughs> anyway, that is the review for week four. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to preview week five. We're also going to have Coach X giving his insights right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 3A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and 
honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, SIDesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. When I was but a young man, I was wild and full of fire. A youth within my teens, but full of challenge and desire. Terry Benny Gray Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline. Brought to you by SI Design and Printing. This segment brought to you by Small Town Society. Again, we do appreciate the shirts. Uh, The Come and Take It shirt. He has the Franklin shirt. I have the Franklin Field shirt. They have so many other things. I've actually got my eyes on. They have a really... uh, Don't Mess with Franklin shirt. Yeah, I really like that. Tags. and they have a really good old school uh, sweatshirt that just has it's green with just the block lions across the varsity script. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looks real good. You can find that as you can see right there. I got online. one shirt. How'd you get all that? No, no, they didn't send them. Just um, it's on oh. the show. No, I only got well. We, I got one shirt too. This is a studio shirt. This is to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that, you're gonna be wearing a studio shirt, which makes it your shirt. Dude, we have been We're doing. Not share it, we have been doing this for so long. How many shirts have I left in the truck? I'll get it Monday or Tuesday, and then I never see it again. I got I just, a closet full. Of exactly, <laughs> uh, but we do want to thank Small Town Society. You can find them online at shopsmalltownsociety.com. Uh, they don't. They they have also other. They don't just have football. They have seasonal things. Uh, I, I really love their uh, pumpkin. In fact, my girlfriend is ordering that. Uh, when I get the uh, lion sweatshirt, a pumpkin uh, thing. Yeah, it's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin with a cowboy hat oh, on it. You it's know, too Texas. hot for pumpkins right now. Yeah, it, it, it's sad though, and this still feels so much better than we were 30 yeah, days ago. True. Uh, but you can find them again online shop town shop Find them on Facebook. Just type in Small Town Society. Uh, you can also email them with any questions, thoughts, or comments. Hello at small uh, at shopsmalltownsociety.com. and we appreciate the Lamberts for being sponsored not only this show but also of the uh, Franklin uh, football show, which, by the way, that's going to come out later this week. I uh, had a scheduling conflict, and so Coach Fannin and I, we've had to move that to Thursday, so just a scheduling note there if you're doing that. And also want to thank Munster uh, Chamber of Commerce, Oktoberfest, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, you know, it, it, their, their logo looks kind of a, like what we do with uh, – Outdrank the coverage, beer, music, and food. That's their that's their tagline for this year. You can find information online at MunsterChamber.com forward slash Oktoberfest. We do appreciate it. I'd like them. to go up that Saturday, the 7th. You said 6th, 7th, and 8th. 6th, 7th, and 8th. The problem is, like, I want to go back this year, but I – 
I will admit I've hit the age where doing that and then barbacoa and Big Red seven days later, I don't know if I can do that anymore. Oh, you can do that. Well, okay, I don't know if I should do that anymore might be the better thing. Just go up there with me and watch me do that. Okay. We still got the song playing. Oh, like you some Marty Robbins, huh? We talked about last week. I really do. It's one of my favorites growing up. My dad used to have a, a 45, and I would just listen and... Over and over, back when they cool changed story, me. Cool story, bro. Yeah, back when they changed me up to the thing. Anyway, to, to the thing. They yep. chained you to the thing. Yeah, like the radiator. Yes. Did you have one. Yes. Yeah, the old New York style radiator. Mm-hmm. That, all right. You know what time it is? What? You're not gonna like it. What? Listen. Oh God. Dude, what an ass whip. It's time for Coach X. All right, he says in his diatribe, guys, I got to be honest with you, I'm a little down. That's why I played this music for him, to, mm. to, to bring him up. I sat down to listen to Terror Bear read my words on Coach X show because, you know, I have the best words. So I went to a popular high school football message board and saw the thread for Sideline to Sideline, Coach X, Grant, and Terrence show. That's not how it looks. I think that's said wrong. Uh, to my surprise... Um, well, I lost my place. To my surprise, there was a man on there that called Coach X weird. So that was it. That was the straw that stroked the camel's sack right there. This will be my last week on the program. That's right. I'm shutting it down. Pull the plug on all of this. I just ordered a pretzel, and I'm going to curl up in the corner and cry. False. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so to you, let's go, Eagles. I say this. I'm going to get really weird with it, so strap on. No, not that kind, Grant. Settle down. Because once you get in my head, there's no turning back on with the really weird Coach X portion of the show, uh, I am really, really worried it? about what's that about boy to happen. Has a problem and bet it's hard to pronounce. Schizocontania or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to week three preview. We're going to go ahead and tell you right now. Not a lot of great games across the state in the next couple weeks. Oh, programming note: next week we will not have a traditional sideline to sideline. Uh, we take a bye week now, and also it just it fit perfect because yeah. you're you're not going to be able to really you you kind of leave the world of football on Friday. And might not ever come back. I mean, she, she keeps <laughs> saying, but no, you get married Friday and you're going to be busy the whole week and all that. So, uh, or weekend. So we might do something with coaches, might bring Matt Diggs or a couple of people on, or, or we might just not have watch a show. Watch the ratings go through the roof. <laughs> well, you know, Matt Diggs, he'll do wrestling cuts on all the towns and I'll just sit back. That's what I love about him. Uh, but so this but week. I'm going to come back bigger, faster, and stronger well, after next week. I tell you. Like, I'm going to have stuff that's going to blow your mind. The listener, the uh, Viewer, yeah, see you. I mean, I'm gonna be so much better. Also, so while you're, I think you're going to be doing normal, you know, weekend of marriage. You're going to be on the computer working on all everything, getting the, getting your gap assignments. Been spitballing with Skip Bayless a little bit. Oh, also, oh, have you have you seen his uh, individual podcast? No. All right, so you need to. I'm not a Skip Bayless fan at all. Uh, I actually dealt with him at the ticket uh, back in the day, and he's he's as douchey as you think he is, but. He does this individual podcast on YouTube where it's just him and it's a mic and he's always wearing like a dark sweat uh, turtleneck with a mm-hmm. ma- necklace and all that. And he, he talks, but he, he's, he, he's telling stories of his life. And some of them are interesting. He's had an interesting life. But just the way he does it, it's like performance art. Like he, he'll read it and he'll – I'm just using an example. Clyde versus Sweetwater. Both teams are 4-0. It's a tough 4-0. I mean, it's all like you can just see. And my brother's one hell of a cook. Yeah, he is, and they and do like, not like each other. Rick Bayless, they do not. They're not fans of each other. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that tag. Coach X, let's blame Coach X. He always does this to us. 
All right, let's start off. I want to go with Clyde versus Sweetwater. Uh, We'll be talking Sweetwater in 4A. Sweetwater with a freshman quarterback. Now, again, they have Mm -hmm. not played the toughest schedule, but I don't care. When you're 4-0 with a freshman quarterback, that that makes you take notice. Yeah, Caden Ortiz, like I said, a freshman, has thrown for 970 yards so far this year. Yeah, Corder Moore's ran for 500. Um, You know, Hey, you know, Clyde's got a pretty good quarterback in themselves and Blake Carr. Yes. You know, he's thrown for just under 1,000 yards himself and has ran for around like 620 uh, in just four games. So this this game might be a pretty good one. It's out at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. So uh, if you're out anywhere in the big country, this is probably worth the price of admission. And Clyde defensively has kind of been up and down. They gave up 28 to Cisco. They gave up 21 to Eastland. They gave up 57 to Merkel. Now, Merkel is scoring a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And then shut out Ballinger last week. 56 to nothing. Allinger's down. Man. Yeah, about, and Cisco is really down. Like, yeah. wow. Cisco is, is I think, 0-4 maybe right now. I think so. Um, with Sweetwater, again, offensively, they're they're firing on all cylinders. 42, 62, 53, 56. They, their defense has struggled. But, again, I, I say that. We don't have the box scores. I don't know when these points are being scored. Some of these were, could be where Sweetwater's up 60 to nothing, and then they give up you know three or four touchdowns. I like Sweetwater in this game, but I think this is a really, really good test. Uh, for both teams, not even just Clyde, but for Clyde, as as uh, next week they start district play against Vernon. Who, by the way, the Lions are quietly four and zero. That's right. Th- this district, you know, if Clyde finish f- goes unbeaten, goes unbeaten in non district, and Jim Ned, who they will, and Vernon, who I think they will, you're talking about three teams that are combined fifteen and zero going into district play. Nice. All right, let's see what Coach X. I didn't get to get my pick. Okay, give your pick. Do you want it? Yes. Okay. Well, God, you're so weird when you're sober, dude. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> okay, I, I pick Sweetwater. What? Why? Why did you go so like? Well, because you were trying to muscle my pick out. I like, was not trying, trying to, to muscle your pick you out. You were trying to just get to your friend. There. Look, I'm not used to Why you. Don't you. I'll just take whatever Kochek picks. I'm that not... way we can knock out two birds with one stone, and I'll go zero and forty, maybe one and forty-one. Look, Grant, I am not used to you pausing at any point normally at this point of the night i have to fight to get every just to even <laughs> go to the next game to close the showdown like i will leave the studio when we're done folks and he'll just sit there for two hours just talking into the mic like i'm still there <laughs> so when you have actual pauses now uh-huh. it confuses me i'm a okay. little off my game I, I kind of feel like you're better. Like, I don't know if you watch Family Guy, but there's this one episode where Lois learns that when Peter's drunk, he can play the piano really yeah, well. Yeah. That's you. I, I kind of need you to drink next week. Get back to it, buddy. <laughs> or two weeks from now. All right, man, let's see what Coach I'm X has to say. Bourbon savant. There you go. Let's see what Coach X has to say. I know I have said this about the QB from Lampasas a couple years ago, Ace Whitehead, but you can really look me in the face or through Terrence's voice and say Clyde Sweetwaters. Ain't that the name of a really cool speakeasy in the 30s. Man, let's go down to Clyde Sweetwater's place. They have a really good ribeye, and I feel a bathtub mint julep. What? In <laughs> Prohibition. No, 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 the bathtub. I'm just saying, he, right. he's gone. He, he said he's going to go weird. He's gone weird. Which is, as I'm typing out, that sounds like something Grant has paid for in <laughs> water or something. I would like an hour's worth of time from the busty lady that gives the best bathtub mint julep in all of Mexico. Terry would probably order a mojito or something, but Clyde Sweetwater, don't look down on people of an alternative lifestyle, and he'll whip one up for you. Because of that, I will take Sugar H2O. 
I love it. Coach Chemistry. X is on point this year. I give him credit. <laughs> All right. Is he though? Well, I mean, for him, he yeah, is. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, here's a couple of just real quick hitters. Uh, Tatum versus Lumberton. Uh, you talked about it last year. This game mm-hmm. was 48 to 44. Um, I'm going to take Tatum in this one. I am too. Lumberton, I, I don't know what it is. I was trying to get some some information on them. They have not started off good this year. And it's not and, – and they had a weird thing. I'm, I'm trying to pull them up right now. They had the weird thing of their first three games. They lost 35 to 20. 35 to 20 and 34 to 20. So if you want to, you want to talk about calibration, that is perfect calibration. Uh, they did get the win last week against Bridge City, 63 to 28. Maybe their quarterback hasn't been playing. It's been a year where a lot of stars have either not playing at all or waiting till district. Now I get the point. I see why you do that. In saying that, though, you would still think that they could, you know, be the Nacogdoches. Now Nacogdoches has had us a good start to their season. I'll give them credit. But yeah, I'm like you. For some reason. I just feel like Tatum offensively is better than they were last year, and they were good last year. And, yeah, it was 48-42 Lumberton win. I think Lumberton's offense is just a step off right now. And dare I say, Tatum is maybe starting to figure some things out defensively. We'll know after this game. I don't know about that. Well, no, they're not going to hold, you know, it's not going to be a 35 to 20 game. They're going to give up points. But what I'm saying is, maybe though that they still give up 40 points, but they can get a turnover or make a key stop at a key moment. So you think it takes 42, 48 to win this game for Tatum then? Yeah, think they I think if Tatum wins, it's they've got to score 40. I think Lumberton I think so can too. score in the 30s and win. I, I, I think that'd be hard, but I think they can. I, I, again, I'm not saying Tatum's defense has come out and playing like Gunner. I just think that maybe can make a key stop, which they couldn't last year, and they really couldn't against center earlier this year. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. So you got Tatum as well. Yeah, I got Tatum as well, and I guess would be considered a, a kind of a, a little bit of an upset. All right, and – did Coach X pick on that one? No, no. Nope. He only has one more pick. Okay. Um, die ball and Woodville. Give me Woodville on a close one. This one, this one's kind of a toss-up to me, actually. You but. know, I I almost feel like Die Ball might have played Franklin better than even Jasper played Franklin, even though the scores are eerily the same. Uh-huh. I like Dieball in this game. Uh, you know, Woodville, they played Newton great. They played Franklin great. They destroyed Liberty. And then last week they beat Orangefield 19-7. to And Orangefield's yeah. a good team. They're probably going to win seven or eight games this year. But still, I would have thought, and maybe it was just a letdown of playing, you know, two really good teams and an okay Liberty. I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like Dieball might go in there and, and, and pull off what I think would be a slight upset. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I, I mean, it's pretty I evenly matched. Ball would probably be the favorite here i was going because simply because it's a home game for woodville okay. uh, last year die ball won this game 21 to 14 by the way but i'm taking woodville and what i think's an upset but i don't know what oh you're taking actual... woodville too i'm sorry i thought you said yeah, you're no okay. i'm taking woodville as well but i think die ball i bet is the favorite i couldn't tell you that though but yeah well yeah. they tend to if you want to go by dave campbell's and we do they have woodville as a six-point favorite again home team. oh they have Woodville because okay. they're the home team okay. that's just a split there uh here's one you want to talk about you know and, and we love what dave campbell and matt step and them do but here's a, a a point spread that i'm a little confused about lorena mm-hmm. they start district play with cameron yo and they're an eight point favorite i um, think lorena not boat races, yo, but right, I think right. it gets out of hand and, and yo's not able to. Yeah, this one's over in Cameron. Uh, I, but and that I, does matter. Yeah, that matters. Um, uh, but I don't think it matters that much in this game. I think it could. it's got the potential to be a great game uh, if Lorena's defense allows 
Cameron to to get rolling on them than it could be. But I think Lorena is just too physical uh, on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. And I think the, uh, what the uh, you know Braylon Henry's doing, um, you know Caden Roberts. I, I offensively, I just I think uh, Lorena is about to start clicking right now. And they're starting to play back down into their weight class, too, by the way. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I'm looking at that, Things are going to slow dude. down. Yeah. No more of these La Vegas and these uh, China Spring and all those guys. Uh, now you're playing down to your weight class, and I think it's going to really start showing now. So, yeah, give me Lorena uh, by at least a couple of touchdowns over Cameron. A, a little bit of a, cons- a comparison game as far as styles and, and team Talent. Uh, Lorena beat West earlier this year, twenty-seven to thirteen. I think that that's that's where I, I don't. Last year was a shootout. I think Lorena won forty-four to forty-one or something like that. I don't think Cameron Yo can score forty against Lorena. I think that I can hit either. some big plays. Right. I, I think you could see maybe you know two uh, twenty-eight points with two of them being big plays, but I just don't think they can win that line of scrimmage on either side of the ball consistently enough. And I think Lorena just grinds them down. Well, yeah, and you haven't seen it get out of Lorena, but I think Lorena has that type of team uh, that can just wear you down. Yes, you and, and, and you're and, right. We haven't got to see it because of – but, again, who they've played. Right, right. All right, then Centerville versus Jefferson. Uh, what a great game this is. Both teams are 3-1. Uh, uh, and one. Jefferson's running back, Cameron Williams, can take it from the house from just about anywhere on the field. Uh, Centerville's shown to have a pretty tough uh, – Defense for 2A, though. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they gave up 36 to Mart last year. But as we said on the 2A show, people are really oddly to say this. People are sleeping on Mart and what they're doing offensively. They held Teague, who we like, to six points uh, in the win. They held Crawford to 20 and Buffalo, who's terrible this year, to uh, six. But, yeah, this was the game that kind of snuck up on everybody last year. Um, and, and was like, wow, that's just a weird matchup. And it turned out to be a great game. Centerville won 30-28, to 28, uh, a two-point conversion late, won the deal for them. I think – and that was in Jefferson. And, and so I, I like – I like Jefferson in this game still. I, I, I think I, I think that they've kind of figured some things out offensively as far yeah, they as they throw the ball now. Exactly. Right? And that, that was just about where I was got, you know, we, we know about Williams and what he can do, but they can actually throw the ball now. Yeah. I, I think Centerville defensively is still good, but they've taken a little bit of a step back. I, I like Jefferson in this game, though I think it's going to be another good game. Yeah, I like Jefferson in a somewhat close game. I think it's within a touchdown, maybe. All right, let's see. Coach X has to say as we're wrapping things up. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a there's also a Tatum versus Lumberton. I didn't see that. I don't. That's weird. Anyway, we'll do Tatum and, and I'll do both of them. All right. Okay. So Tatum versus Lumberton must have been a slow game week matchup of two teams with two wins between them. Why is the Lumberton mascot not the Lumberjacks? I would have gone with the Paul Bunyans. Hey, did you know that not only was Paul a hell of a Lumberjack, he was also a hell of an author? I had no idea, but every Sunday our priest reads a letter written by him. He really likes writing to the Corinthians. They must have been good friends. For that reason of non-creative mascot naming by the people from Southeast Tejas, I will take the Eagles of Tatum. But keep on writing, Paul. I can't wait to see how those letters turn out. <laughs> He's kind of preachy in those letters, though. He is, isn't he? All right. Looking and then straight at you, though. And then Center. Wow. And then Centerville versus Jefferson. Did the early settlers of Texas just say this place can't be that big as they say it is? I know we have just barely crossed the Sabine, but we've got to be close to the middle of this fine land. Let's call our town center. Hey, Bill, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad tidings, but there's another place not too far off from here called Center. Really? Yeah, you're not going to believe this. They're closer to the river than I 
<laughs> we, well, that's a pickle. Eureka, I've got it. We'll call our town center Ville. Is that, that going to be a problem, Steve? Let me look. I got this map from some dude that <laughs> 300 people here a few years ago. No, I think we're good. But according to this, we are far from center. Damn it, Steve. Don't tie me up with logic. We're going with Centerville, and so am I. Hey, to be fair, he admitted that this year. Hang on. I'm trying something new here. To be fair, he admitted he said it was going to be a weird one here today, and it was a weird one from Coach X. That'll be here on out. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Hey, and by the way, Coach X, you've been really good this year. Really funny. That's going to do it for this week of Class 3A. Again, no real show next week. I'll let you all know on our our social media pages what we'll do as we take our bye week. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Sideline to Sideline, or just type in Sideline to Sideline. Find us on Twitter at Grant and Terry. Email us at uh, Grant. Wait, no. Grant and Terry at S2SSport.com. Find the audio version of this at S2SGrantandTerry.com. Find us on YouTube, L4 Media Company. We want to thank SI Design and Printing, Power Plus Mouthguard, Small Town Society, and Munster Chamber of Commerce for being a sponsor. Until next time, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 3 edition, right here on L4 Media. I'll be gone by tomorrow.